In today's podcast, we're going to talk about the power of play. Let's get your summer started um, with a great foundation about how to connect with your kids through play. Welcome to the Art of Raising Humans. Hello, and welcome to episode 75 of the Art of Raising Humans. I'm Kyle. And I'm Sarah. And today we're dropping this podcast on Memorial Day. So Yay. it's Vacation maybe weekend. Yeah, maybe the end of the school year for some people. Uh-huh. That's yeah. pretty exciting. Yeah. So hopefully the kiddos have really enjoyed this school year. We've they're wrapping it up. It's the end. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've got some summer vacations planned, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, at this time we should be in Colorado. Hopefully enjoying Hopefully. ourselves in Colorado. <laughs> be fantastic. So uh-huh. I thought, Sarah, a really good topic going into the summer would be about the importance of play importance yeah. of playing with your kids. Yeah, that's great. I love okay. that. And why would that be an important topic going into summertime, you think? Obviously, summer, hopefully we have the time to play because even I'm shocked at how busy the school year is mm-hmm. with all the activities mm-hmm. and, you know, soccer practice or dance lessons or, yeah. you know, and school and all the functions with school. Yeah. And so I find, I notice how little my kids actually have time to play. It's almost like, well, why do we even have toys? Yeah. <laughs> We're just going from thing to thing sometimes. And then, as so I think summer provides the opportunity to let go of a lot of that or step away from a lot of that and give space to play. And uh, for those of you, I love play. I actually mm-hmm. did a lot of play therapy, yep. uh, working with kids. And, and uh, I learned a lot about play. I, I thought play was just play. That's what kids do. Yeah. They play. Yeah. But as I learned more about play, play actually, we, you know, we've talked on here a lot about the prefrontal cortex and yeah. helping our brains develop. You know, when we're babies, we just have a, our brain stems mostly develop. These other parts of our brain have to grow. And that happens into our 20s, way into our 20s. And play actually helps that happen. Interesting. So, yeah. Play is a, is a basic. A vital part. Yeah. Just yeah. for your brain to develop. Mm-hmm. So it has to do with resiliency, yeah. our ability to have something rough happen in life and come back and go on and keep moving forward. Habit play helps support that skill. Mm-hmm. It helps kids because you've seen kids, they play out crashes and horrible things yes. happen uh-huh. and then powerful moments yeah. and sad moments. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever just watched a child play, they're all over and it's their brain learning that, wow, things can happen and look at how resourceful yeah. I can be. Yeah. Look at the power I can have because mm-hmm. kids in real life don't have a lot of power. Sure. Yeah. So it's a moment in life where they actually can have power. They can hate that food that they don't, and they can fight with that person and they can be the hero or they can play out some really sad thing. It lets their brain do that. And while that's happening, they're processing, but their brain is growing. Yeah. And they're going, oh, look, I can have power. I can change the outcome. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I can make choices. I can be resourceful. I can come up with solutions. I can be creative. I can be, I can come back from this moment in life. And so all of that is super powerful. Mm -hmm. And And super important. Yeah. Yeah. And actually it helps with just cognitive development Mm -hmm. and physical development. Yeah. Because when a kid is playing, when they're sitting down playing video games, yeah. the whole different part of their brain lights up. Mm-hmm, when they're mm-hmm. watching TV, it's a whole different yeah, part of their brain. Different thing, yeah. And and so if we could just hook up electrodes and watch what what's happening in our kid's brain when they're wa- they're doing video games versus when they're playing, yeah, yeah. it's very very different. And yeah. we want to support. Not that all this stuff is bad. Yes. You have to avoid yeah, it entirely, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. we want to make space 
for that growth Prioritize and creativity. Yeah. yeah. And actually see it as we want them to eat their fruits and vegetables and exercise. And yeah. we want them to play. Yeah. We need to schedule playtime. And it, it isn't just go play because I have other things to do. Like yeah. what we're talking about is actually engaging the play with them. Right, right. right. They so, just so, yeah, need the time yeah, to yeah. play. You, you just set a great foundation for why play is important for them. Mm-hmm. But I, I want us in this conversation to go to kind of like help the listeners understand how important it is for you as the parent to play right. with the kids. So, so if they play by themselves, yeah. that's doing great things, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of what I just talked about yeah. does happen when you play by yourself. But the other really important part of play is connection and relationship. Mm-hmm. Those skills are built in play because if you watch children play, together, they're having to negotiate and solve problems and they're yeah. working together as a team or they're, you know, battling each other. They're working out those relationship dynamics. Mm-hmm. And just imagine what happens if you come in yeah. and you're playing with them. Yeah. Well, what is so difficult sometimes, Sarah, you and I, obviously, and we're talking to parents. I mean, this is a matter, we're not, we're not talking, this isn't just like two-year-old kids. This is all the way up to teenagers, you know, oh, yeah. about how we're playing with them, how we interact. So play is going to look different at the different ages, mm-hmm. but it's still play. It's still the use of, like you said, connecting, engaging, imagining, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we have parents who, they don't know how to play. You know, they don't right. know how, or they say they don't know how to play. They, they, they don't know how to get on the ground and play with their kids because many of them didn't have parents who did that with them either. So they've never yeah. seen that done. So um, I, want, I want you to speak to that. Well, what is so difficult about that for some people? Why is it hard to play? Well, it's kind of that creative and playful side of our brain can get rusty mm. if we're not using it mm-hmm. a whole lot. Stagnant, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And so, so it, it can be hard. We, we're being grown up and we're being responsible and we're doing our task lists and, and things like that. And we, we sort of can, that part of our brain that can be so creative, imaginative and playful just gets out of practice. You, you know, you're, you're reminding me of when we were at Disney World and I loved what Peter Pan said to me. You know, our kids got pictures. We, oh, we as a whole yeah. family, we all stood next to the, the the actor playing Peter Pan, and and we all took pictures. And I don't know what I was doing, but as we left, my kids were saying goodbye, and I went to shake Peter Pan's hand, and Peter Pan said, "Oh, look, we're all acting like adults." Yes, <laughs> this is great. Yeah. And so like, he was so he, in he, Yeah, because he was so playful, uh-huh. and I was being so serious, and like we all going to shake hands yeah. <laughs> instead of yeah. where the kids were all high fiving him, and like, but I'm going to go give him a handshake. Because yeah, that's <laughs> so, the grown up. And, and so as you're talking, I'm thinking of that's why those stories resonate so much. Uh-huh. You know, even the Toys R Us, which is now bankrupt, but used to have that, uh, you know, that kind of saying about uh, I'm a big kid now kind of uh-huh. thing. And I don't, don't want to grow yeah, up. And this grow. Because it seems I'm like to a kid growing up from what they've seen their parents, it means I don't play anymore. Uh-huh. It means I'm always serious. I've always got a checklist. Yeah. I've always got these responsibilities. You put your toys behind you. Yeah. And I think as an adult, it is hard to put that away mm-hmm. and play. Now, mm-hmm. I know for you, I, I want to get to how we approach it differently. I know for you, it, it seems to me playing with the kids isn't hard for you. I would say it's not. There are moments I'm not in that zone. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, I need to do this and this and this. And that's really hard. But I, I did a lot of a creative play growing up. Mm-hmm. We actually, we didn't always have a very great TV or anything. So that wasn't an option. I didn't mm-hmm. have, you know, so that just wasn't an option. So yeah. I did a lot of it. And then obviously, even in my work yeah. life, yeah. I, le- play I played. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I can move into that. Just let myself kind of relax and go and 
and join the story. Yeah. See, I, I always find, I think part of it is, um, like you said, your childhood helped you do that because you were doing so much imagined play. Mm-hmm. I think as a kid, for me, there was some of that. I remember I mm-hmm. did that as a kid, but then there was a time I thought I just need to grow up and put that behind me. Yeah. And I, I need to start doing more serious things and, and stop playing because the play, mm-hmm. play seemed to me to be a waste of time. So I found as we childish. had, yeah, as, as, as it, it was almost like I was being um, frivolous with my time, you know, like I don't, mm-hmm. I, do you remember even when I was a school counselor and you would be going to work on the summer and I had summers off mm-hmm. and I thought about things I wanted to do that would be playful, mm-hmm. but I felt guilty because I thought you're going to work. Right. I can't possibly do this. So I would want to show you my checklist of all the things <laughs> I was going to get done. He literally so, would. <laughs> yeah. So that way you wouldn't think I was being lazy or I wouldn't because oh, I, I felt so guilty that you were working and I was playing. And don't we adults, I still, I'll feel that. Mm-hmm, I'll feel mm-hmm. like, what have I gotten done today? Yes, do I yeah. deserve to play? Mm-hmm. I think also it is worth noting, I think we as adults, maybe our play does look different. We're not grabbing stuffed animals and, you know, playing out stories or something, but. Oh, maybe that's where I went wrong. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I thought that was play. (laughs) But there, there are ways that adults do play. Mm, You know, what are mm, our hobbies? Do you have mm, any hobbies? mm -hmm. You know, you, you, people will joke about a man cave. Maybe they're, they're going in there and they're playing, playing games or they're building things with tools or something like that. Some of that still falls into the category of that is play. Yeah. And sometimes I think we're even playing through the sports we watch. Yes. There is a freedom to waste time because I'm playing with these other people who are playing a game. That's literally all those teams are doing is they're playing playing a game. And we, and sometimes you say you didn't play, but you also have lots of stories in your teen years of getting together with your friends and you'd play epic board games that would last all day. And and so there are places if we look back, maybe not toys, but, but feel free to kind of explore and engage yourself. Where do yeah. I play? Maybe mm-hmm. I do play. Well, what did play look like for you as yeah. a parent? And I'm and thinking, maybe you yeah. don't allow yourself a lot of that. And and the thing that I'm really wanting to expand, Sarah, in myself, is the ability to incorporate play with my imagination. That yeah. I think a lot of parents uh, think they they don't have an imagination. You know, mm-hmm. they 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 will say things like, "Oh, I can't be creative like that." And I, I've even mm-hmm. told myself those kind of those kind of stories that I can't do that. But I've been doing this training lately about imagination and play that's been really helpful. And something the lady who was instructing us in this was in her book, she talks about how we use our imagination all the time. But what we typically end up doing as adults, and I've encouraged listeners Mm -hmm. to think about this, is we use our imaginations through anxiety, through fear. You know, we imagine all the ways this thing is going to go badly or all the ways we're going to fail or how I won't meet that deadline, all the bad stuff that's going to come from that. You know, Mm -hmm. so we actually have a very, all of us do have a very vivid imagination. It's just what are we tending to use it for? Because lots of us struggle unless we're, you know, maybe we can imagine a vacation we want to go on and we can take our, we can for a moment, just let ourselves spend some time dreaming about that thing. Mm -hmm. But lots of us don't give ourselves the freedom to just imagine best case scenario and worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. And in this book, I thought it was interesting that she said, that's what kids are doing all the time through their play is they're allowing their imagination to imagine all of it. Yeah. And, and, and in a, in a safe way, because all of it's just in their made up story, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, so I wanted to, as an adult, what I've been trying to expand in my play with our kids is the ability to even myself in life to imagine the good outcomes we want for our life. 
you know, yeah. to, to allow myself to dream and vividly see those as much as I do the bad, how this could go wrong or this could go wrong, or there could mm-hmm. be a, what if one of us got sick and you know, had cancer or something, you know, really horrible like that. Or what if, what if the, the business went South and we lost my, my imagination will go, can go all day about those things. Mm-hmm. But, but what if it all went well? What if, uh, what it, could I imagine what it looks like for our kids to grow up and be these kids who really are fearless mm-hmm. and are free to really, uh, um, you know, explore a life with self-discipline and respect and all those kind of important things, but also adventure and all that kind of stuff. You mm-hmm. know, can, what can I imagine that? Mm-hmm. And I think, I think even parents, because they aren't playing, they even imagine with their kids, these really bad outcomes of what might happen as they grow up and they're really fearful of all those things. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I think, yeah. I think maybe this summer, what I'm, what I, what I want to kind of encourage the parents to do is to just jump in with the play. You know, to yes. purpose, purposely yeah. do it. So what's some things that like you're going to do? I know you've mentioned even as the spring was going by, oh, I can't wait till the summer and things slow down so mm-hmm. we as a family can do more play. So what's, mm-hmm. what's some things you're thinking about in that regard? Well, some, we have Legos. Yes. We do yep, a lot of do. Lego uh-huh, stuff. Uh-huh. And, and I know sometimes to be honest, I will have to kind of pump myself up for mm-hmm. it. Right. I, it may be hard for me to get there, but once I transition there, I do have a genuine What is the reason you have time. to pump yourself up for it? Well, I think, oh, uh, to pull myself away from my list because mm-hmm. I have a list of things I want to accomplish over yeah, the summer yeah. and with the difference in schedules. And sometimes maybe I want to read a book, mm-hmm. you know, and I yeah, want to yeah, play, yeah, sure. I want to play my way. Yeah. Yeah. And so sometimes I'm, I am putting good. my agenda. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah that, mm-hmm. And that's okay. I can do that yeah. and do the other thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Legos are an example of where we play, Mm -hmm. we build with our kids. Mm -hmm. And so I intentionally will plan time to build. And then my kids like to do a lot of stories. And the wonderful thing about stories is when you connect with your child in a story, you gain so much insight into their world. You know, watch, is your child powerful? Is your child struggling? Mm -hmm. What character are they in the story? Not to judge it, not yeah. to give them advice, yep. nothing but just to watch it, mm-hmm. just to learn your child. Mm-hmm. And they will feel so connected with you. I did a story, I mean, it's been months now, but our kids will still talk about it. And we have inside jokes now about that story. We probably played for an hour, hour and a half. And and so I just want to create more of those opportunities to, to just, sit, I just sit there with them. And sometimes it's hard, they jump right in. Yeah. But sometimes I'll just play my little piece. But as I let myself relax and go with the yeah. story, you'll find that you open up more. Um, along, I used to do, I did a lot of sand tray. Mm-hmm. And which for people who don't know sand tray, it's really a, a giant sandbox. And you have little figures. Mm-hmm. And you set up the figures however you want. And sometimes you actually create a story with the figures, maybe of something that happened in your life. But you can also just set it up. And so I'd have adults come in and I'd want them to do that. And at first there was a lot of discomfort with it. A lot of, you want me to pick out toys? I mean, which toys do you, because I would tell them, go pick out. I want you to pick out eight figures or something. I would totally feel that way. Or or make, I want you to make a scene. And (laughs) they would feel very, very awkward. Yeah. But it was amazing without fail after when we were done, they loved it and they were so moved by it Mm. and they could see where they got to express themselves in a different Mm. way. Yeah. And over time I would give them instruction, help them do this with their child to create stories and play Mm -hmm. because it was a really fun way to get into play and learn how to play. If you didn't know how to play. 
Yeah. So it's sort of like that. Just jump in with your child, find something that feels comfortable enough and just watch yourself just let go and join in. And it can be for short times or it can be for longer time. I I would say what you're saying is give yourself the freedom to be foolish. Yeah. Yeah. You do have to, you know, because I think we kind of judge that. Like, I don't want to look foolish. I don't want to look stupid. Yeah. I I don't want to be childish, all those things. But to really allow yourself that there is something freeing about just allowing yourself to be Mm -hmm. childish. You know, I know last night we got caught up into a crazy game of keepy uppy, right? Right. Knocking the balloon (laughs) up. Keepy uppy in the dark. (laughs) Yeah. We have have a light up balloon, and Uh Ellie, our, our youngest, wanted to play keepy uppy really bad. So she wanted all the lights off. We tried to do that. It was keepy uppy is a bluey reference to basically keep the balloon in the air. And you, yeah, you several times hit it oh, and it went that's into the what ground. You said she <laughs> would blame me if the ball landed on the ground. <laughs> so I'm just saying either, it was we either. were trying to save the world uh-huh, and we yeah. didn't want the balloon to hit the yeah. hit the ground because yeah. it would blow up the world. And somehow it's always my three fault. occasions, three specific. Yeah. But but that was a lot of fun, right? The was, freedom to just be foolish, to let go. I mean, almost like I'm thinking of something I felt free to they do. Were Sarah. Laughing. Oh, and, they were laughing so hard, yeah. and um, the freedom to waste time. Yeah. You know, I think that's the thing that in our technological society where we sum up every hour by a monetary, you know, mm-hmm. currency in what some was way. Accomplished or yeah, what was accomplished. Yeah. And so we're always looking at, we don't want to waste time. That's one of the worst sins you mm-hmm. can do is waste your time. Time is money. And really realizing when you're connecting with somebody you really love, that's actually one of the ways you know you're in love is you just waste time with them. Yeah. You don't think yeah. doing almost anything with that person is a waste of time mm-hmm. because you are with them. And therefore that time became more valuable, mm-hmm. you know? And so in the same way, I think that's what the kids, the kids know that. Mm-hmm. Kids don't think about time as a waste if they're just hanging out with you. Mm-hmm. They feel like it's always valuable time. Mm-hmm. And so somehow I think through the play in this summertime, um, what I hope to expand my understanding um, and imagination of is how there is no time wasted when I'm playing with those I love. Yeah. And so I hope the parents this summer, as they're thinking about ways in which they want to spend this time, do those fun things, right? Like plan cool vacations. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're going to try to plan some fun events. I know know, one of our kids' birthdays coming up while we're in Colorado, and I'm imagining some really cool things I want to do to make that time. some ways to play together. To make that time so awesome. And Uh he's going to love that stuff that we do, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes we miss that the kids would equally just love getting to just play with you. And, and they love, some, sometimes I, I fall into this where I'll say, let's um, bake cookies or, or even uh-huh. could be something we uh-huh. kind of need to uh-huh. cook or do. Mm-hmm. And I will get into, we need to make this and get it done. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes I catch myself and sometimes I don't, but I am trying to be aware of that and just slow it down and just realize it is just doing this with my child, yeah. not just accomplishing the task being done, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that can be play too. Yeah. You yeah. can be silly. You can just slow it down and talk about it and, and let them explore. Yeah. And what does flour feel like? What does sugar feel like? And, yes, and all awesome. of that is just, yeah. just play and just yeah. being with them and just connecting or with them. Or even being playful in it. As yeah. you're saying that, I'm thinking of yeah. memories. How many times my mom was cooking spaghetti and she would see me come in there and be like, hey, do you want to see if the spaghetti's ready? And the way she knew the spaghetti was ready, she took one of the spaghetti things and threw it at the door. Yeah. <laughs> if it stuck, then it was ready, you know? And I thought that was so funny that my mom would let us do that. Or even some of the playfulness was 
me trying to sneak the food that I thought was really good. Yeah. And my mom taking a little thing and be like, get back, get back. You know, it yeah. was like us kind of doing that, but it was always in a playful way. And so mm-hmm. even in the, my mom was very busy making this food. I knew if I came in instead of my mom getting mad at me, like I was disrupting whatever she was mm-hmm. doing. She invited me into the process by being mm-hmm. playful and funny. And, and therefore that I wanted to hang in the kitchen. I wanted to hang, I wanted to talk to her, you know, mm-hmm. just because I saw she could be playful. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of another time where I was doing a lesson at school with kindergartners and I had these 20 kindergartners in my office. I'm trying to teach them about feelings, which you could think is kind of difficult to do with five-year-olds, but they, I asked for a thing of Play-Doh. They gave me one. And as, as they were sitting there, I asked for another one. And as a kid was giving me, I started flipping one of them up in the air and the kids were just amazed at my ability to throw the Play-Doh container in the air. And then they said, can you do that with your eyes closed? And I said, I don't know, I could try. And I threw it up in the air with my eyes closed and it hit me right in the head. And the kids were laughing so hard. And the thought hit me, why do I take myself so serious? Mm -hmm. These kids actually aren't going to remember most of the stuff I teach unless they're laughing and playing while we do it. Yeah. If I'm serious the whole time and I'm like, listen, yeah. I'm talking about feelings. Listen, be quiet. You know, this, they're not going to remember that. They're just going to be like, that was not fun. I did not like that, you know? Yeah. And I think there's something about how the kids are saying, hey, if you could make it playful, you know, if you could make it more fun, not take yourself so serious, I would actually remember and learn what you're saying in a better yeah. way, yeah. you know? And so I even think this summer, it isn't about like, we're just playing, but there's so much you, like, like you were saying, sir, you learn about them, mm-hmm. but I'm also thinking, about how they learn about you. Yes. That, that, that yes. you, in the same way you're learning about the characters they pick, they're learning about the characters you pick. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're going you're gonna to be able to play out both the, the, the bad outcomes and the good outcomes mm-hmm. in a safe way mm-hmm. where there really are no consequences. It's just in the story, mm-hmm. you know? And you can, your character can show courage. Your character mm-hmm. can be scared. What mm-hmm. does your character do when your character is scared? Yeah. Um, even doing chores. Maybe it's really hard to get your kid to do, to learn how to do a certain chore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you added that into playful, Mm-hmm. you know maybe you're the story annie yeah that's true. <laughs> you know and you're miss yeah. hannigan or maybe yeah. they're miss hannigan mm. or you dress up and do it in yeah, some costume yeah, 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 yeah. or make all um, that playful all of that yeah. play it, it can look like go join yourself your child mm. in a story definitely do that yeah but if we just add playfulness in a lot of areas they're growing you're growing and you're connecting the whole time Yes. So I hope what you hear us saying is, I hope this summer as you're going into it, I just want to, I wanted to kind of set the foundation as you're going into this time with your kids to make the summer about play, about imagination. And it doesn't have to look just one particular way. It's about you being okay with being foolish, with looking mm-hmm. childish, because kids feel safe around people who can do that, who can mm-hmm. who, who can put put down the seriousness and always, you know, and just get down on their level. And once again, this is true all the way up through the teenagers. This isn't just it for is. the young kids. No, yeah. And it's so important. Like teenagers, if you watch them, they act pretty foolish. <laughs> like when they're with mm-hmm. their friends, they feel safe around people who can be a little silly and they don't mm-hmm. have to like always be so serious about everything, you know? So um, for those of you who really struggle, like I have in the past with play, I would encourage you just to try to find a way to not worry about wasting time, to, to, to put aside the agenda, even if it's for 30 minutes, even if it's for an hour, and to just let yourself just relax and be there in the play. Let the kid guide you, you know, let them show you how to yeah, play. Yeah, you can tell your child, you tell me what to yeah, do. Yeah, because I, I don't tell really know how, how to play to this act. thing. You tell me yeah. how to do that. So yeah. they can then help you just like they would with a friend to kind of guide you in that. So just take I, baby steps, yeah. just do the thing. I feel like I can do a tea party with my kid. Then mm, do that. Yes, yeah. Do that, it'll yeah. grow. Yeah, that's great. And the kid, I, 
I guarantee your kid will love it. They'll love playing with you. Um, so I hope that helps give you some ideas about how to plan this summer with your kids and be more intentional by connecting with them and being able to really understand them, see them in play and allowing them to see you as well. And not just your parent, I'm in control side, but this side that lets that guard down and can be more playful and come alongside them. So um, if we'd love for you to to, to comment, to, uh, to definitely tell us how you're playing, what's some ways you experience. Is it difficult for you to play? We'd love you to email us. You can reach us at info at parent parentinglegacy.com if you want to send us that info. Uh, we'd also love to just, you know, uh, hear back from you about ways in which you did it and it went well and the experiences you've had. Um, definitely jump on social media with Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. We're, we're on there at The Art of Raising Humans. We'd love for you to join us in those kind of reels that we'll be doing over the summer, probably doing some playful ones there mm-hmm. as well to help this, this, this discussion to go further. Um, but we'd love for you to, to give us five stars and, and send this on to other friends who you think would be helpful. So enjoy your, your memorial. Memorial Day weekend and and get ready for a great summer. And we appreciate you listening. Have a great day. The Art of Raising Humans podcast should not be considered or used as counseling, but for educational purposes only. 